to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. And my name is Chip DeBlock. I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me introduce our crew to you. Yes, we have Captain Brett Bartlett back. He was with us yesterday, and we have Corporal David Diagresta. So thanks, guys. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. Also, a big uh, thanks to Brian Burns for the free press for carrying our content. And special shout-out to Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media. If you guys haven't checked out Red Voice Media, great source for hey, mostly that national news, but they are on it. And we are streaming to three of their Facebook pages right now, Thin Blue Liners. We support police and Thin Blue Line show with about one million followers. So thanks to the uh, you know to Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. Uh, great content this week. You know, we've got you know, that crisis, that Nashville school shooting that happened. So we're going to kind of, you know, start off talking about that, keeping that in the news. And uh, this information is on lawofficer.com and Rumble. And uh, Rumble has got, you know, video components of what we talk about. And I think the best law enforcement video channel out there is This Is Butter, which is on Rumble at rumble.com. So the title of this is Nashville Heroes and Mass Killing at Covenant School. So Metropolitan Nashville Police Chief John Drake, he identified the two officers that were responsible for fatally shooting uh, the mass murderer, you know, our, our, our male trans dude uh, at the Covenant School on Monday. And that is Officer Rex Engelbert and Officer Michael Colazzo. And they neutralized the killer, identified as, you know, Audrey Elizabeth Hale. Uh, so, of course, we have six innocent people that were killed and three of them were nine-year-olds, and three were adults. Officer Engelbert has been with the uh, department for four years. Colazzo, the other officer, he's a nine-year veteran, you know, with the department. So at least we've got these guys, you know, identified. They've also, you know, released a, a, a video. I know there's been different portions of video that's been released, but they've got, you know, the full Monty, so to speak, of the uh, of the shooting. 
Um, and it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty revealing. I know that, you know, when this, when this climax, when they took out, you know, this, this dude that was shooting it, you know, I saw, I, I saw him or shooter and look, yes, you're, you're right. I'm saying him. I tell you, it took me forever to find a news source that was not calling this dude a chick, you know, that, that did the shooting. Uh, but yes, our biological male shooter, when they took him out, he was not in the classroom. He was by these windows. And then I read in the, in the latest updates that he was actually shooting from those windows, the second floor down at the officers below. And, uh, they, you know, they, you know, breached the area up and, and took care of business when they got upstairs, uh, commentary guys, David, you want to start us off corporal? You know, again, 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 uh, any more, any school, anywhere th- you've got to have some sort of, of security in place. Uh, we watched this, this thing and I thought it was a, a biological female that identified as a, as a male. Um, but whatever, not that that's important. It's very unimportant. Um, shoot through the front glass of the doors, come into the school and, and then begin hunting. There's just got to be more guys. I don't care what you do. You've got to arm people at the front. You've got to do something to, to, to try to mitigate these, these things. The police response was, was, was fantastic. Uh, you couldn't ask for much more. They got there, they went in, they engaged the, even though the, the two officers that, that, um, that shot this thing, um, in the end, you know, were, were, were two, uh, you, the, the rest of the group that was there, there was multiple officers there. They were leapfrogging, you know, through the school. They were going up staircases. They were working through the, the place as quickly as they could. So to everybody that was there, they all did a good job, not just the two that ended up engaging and killing this, this person, um, the, the, this animal, this piece of crap, garbage, um, the, the, the overall response to this is predictable from the from the the, the national media, whatever whatever they call themselves these days. Once you find out that it doesn't fit their narrative, oh, it's a, it's some sort of a trans individual that did it. So, oh, wait, ooh, we can't talk about any of that sort of stuff. Oh, 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 horrible. Well, I've got something to tell you. I want to I want to thank Nashville Police. They are so wonderful for assisting in this person's this individual, this whatever you want to call it, their final transition from from he, him to was, were. It was an absolutely fantastic way to de-escalate that situation and end it. So good for them. You did did a fantastic job. I just wish there was more security at at every school, excuse me, at every school to stop this crap before it can get through those front doors. That was awesome, Corporal. Uh, Captain Brett. I understand a lot of public schools don't like armed people because they're all woke and they're in the teachers union and they hate cops and they hate guns. But these private schools, especially, let's say, south of the Mason-Dixon line, they're more they're more amenable to having guns. Uh, We just started a uh, uh, daycare um, school in our in our church, and it's going to be starting in a few months. And we have over the summertime, we're having the the Bible uh, uh, vacation Bible school. Uh, I volunteered to stand in the hallway for those five days when those kids are on the property, and and we don't know, right? What what are the odds of that school in Nashville being shot? Zero 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 one before. Now it's all the way up to one. There's there's a one to one correlation. So we don't know, but but Dave's right. The, if there were armed people present, 
then, then it doesn't really happen that much. Um, but if these schools think the cops are going to be on, be right there to stop that first shot, it, it's not going to happen. And good for Nashville. And I think they ought to be, they ought to be uh, praised in the in the woke media for helping the transition, like Dave said. Okay, we we want to help them change from one thing to another, and don't hold that against them. So I I, I think that's great. He she was were okay. Uh, I helped, they helped them transition from alive to dead and going into the ground. Yeah. Sounds a little bloodthirsty, but whatever, whatever yeah. they, they needed, it. they needed it as, as it should be, you know, a, 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 as I had a beautiful deescalation, one of my top of the list ways, ways to deescalate a, a violent situation. And uh, like I said, I, I can't take credit for that. I didn't make it up, but if anybody wants to use it, it's, it's, it's out there. <laughs> oh, he him you'll be he him it now he him to was were that was just spectacular you know uh we just had lieutenant colonel dave grossman on our show all week last week monday through friday and uh, a couple weeks before that we had him on uh another show that we talked specifically about school shootings and and part of that discussion uh was uh was school shootings or the lack of school shootings at christian schools so you know it's uh it's kind of you know Ironic that all of a sudden our shooter picked this date and time, you know, to do this right after that. Yeah, and I forgot to give a shout out to to the colonel, lieutenant colonel, and to our friend Mike Roach. Who they, there's there's all this information is out there. These professionals have written books about this exact subject, um, and when it's going to start getting more attention. The stuff that we talk about about you, and you know that this individual that just did this shooting was probably deep into social media, had all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff out there, was leaking all over the place. Mm-hmm. But yet nobody – at what point do they start t- paying attention? It's, 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 it's horrible. So, Dave, you're saying the transition to was were should have started a little bit sooner. Perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps sooner, yes. And, you know, you, I think the, the early reports, the parents were oblivious. So we had no idea. What? And you're going, really? I mean, um, head up behind? I mean, I don't, I don't get it, but – Okay. Well, in this day and age, you know, and, and even back when we were on the street, Dave, remember the South End kid? You can't do this to me. And then uh, there was that one kid, I think you were with me when uh, he was acting up, and we said, hey, why don't you just beat the kid? Well, I can beat my kid? Yeah, beat the kid. We'll stand right here and watch you beat the kid. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah. we told the, then we told the kid, if you touch mama, you're going to go to jail, but mama's going to beat you. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm going to hold you while she does it. Yeah, how and it's, yeah, how about that? And so that there needs to be that. I remember this. Well, you can't go in my room. Let me tell you what, youngin'. <laughs> Let me tell you what, youngin, that's my room. I happen to let you live there. But I think what a lot going on is these, these, and and this was a grown up, right? This was an adult. This was an adult. Let me tell you what, pal, you're living in my house. What do we hear? My rules, my room. And if you don't like it, I'll escort you to the front door. Yeah. We've we've seen a lot of crap on, on social media. I've seen a lot of different things going on and, and people saying, oh, the child needs its privacy. And so, yeah, bull crap. Let me tell you something. If, if, if I cannot trust you behind a closed door, I'm taking the door off the hinges. You won't have a door. How about that? Uh, it's just, it, it, there, and I'm sorry, but that's just the way it has to be anymore. Social media is a disease that has infected this country. And if people don't start waking up to it, it's, it's going to get nothing but worse. Um, years ago, I won't tell you which of my children I want to identify, but we had an issue. And um, uh, my wife and I took the door off, off the bedroom. 
and oh, you took it off the hinges, huh? Took it off and put screws into the window, so they can't get out. There you go. Just, if you don't just, like it, there's the, the front door. Does that is that child happen to be a police officer today? <laughs> you don't don't answer that. I, I've had three. I have three kids, one of each. Well, I don't even don't even explain that. You're, it's, we're better off one leaving us wondering. So. Uh, and David hinted that we've got, you know, we've got panelists. If you go to LeoRoundtable.com, check out our panelists that we have for the show. And yes, Mike Roach, I talked to him on the way in. I'm, I was trying to get him on Friday's show uh, to talk about this because he wrote the book Mass Killers. And if you guys have a chance to check out that book, uh, you can go to Amazon and find it, uh, Amazon.com. And also, uh, you know, the, the Colonel, uh, you know, he's written that book um, and it's called On Killing. And I'm actually in the process of reading that right now. And it, it's just, it's, it's a fascinating book, but he's also written On Hunting and, uh, and, and, and a lot of other material too. And that is Grossman Generation Kill. Generation Kill is the one that talks about social media and the effect of, of uh, violent video games and all that on the, on the brain function to these uh, little booger eaters. Gross, GrossmanOnTruth.com. Thanks, Dave. Uh, commercial break, our first one. We'll be right back. You know, Motion DSP has been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years with a robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. The Motion DSP software, easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise. You can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters, achieving results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight was built specifically for redaction. It's designed to work, work with video from any camera source and using motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology. It automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, saving users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame -frame redaction. And forensic enhancement software allows users to quickly uh, analyze and process any video file format using patented super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. You can get forensically valid evidence from low-quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products and go to motiondsp.com. You'll be glad that you did. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios. And, uh, you know, uh, we have a video component for our show. And, you know, it, it's one of those times where you kind of you kind of wish that, uh, you know, you never know when someone stands up what they're going to have, you know, waste below. Yeah, so... So our captain Brett Bartlett just scared me because he stood up, and uh, but but he it appears that he's clothed. I'm trying to give you a live play by play, but uh, but yeah. So we we appreciate having the captain and Corporal David on the show, and you know, and talking about this mass shooting, you know, in Nashville. Um, you know, we've uh, let me mute that microphone, Captain, for you. Um, we've got Honor Swanson. She's uh, watching her show. We're streaming the eight locations. She's commenting on it, and she was uh, mentioning that if we take away the guns. You know, I guess the bad guys would just go to other forms of uh, of deadly weapons like vehicles, car, you know, cars and that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to to relay that as uh, Chris Madison pointed out. Look, you're never going to be able to take the guns away. You might ban guns. You might outlaw them. The only people that are going to adhere to that maybe are law is is law abiding citizens are bad guys. You're never going to be able to get all the guns. I mean, Captain Bartley could probably tell you roughly how many um, maybe uh, long guns are out there. Um, AR-15 style gun. I think AR-15, I think there's like over 30 million just AR style weapons alone. Uh, but you'll never, you are absolutely positively never going to get all the guns. They're all, there's so many, they're always going to be out there. Bad guys are always going to get a hold of them. They'll break in the stores, they'll break in the vaults, they'll break in the cars and homes. Um, even, you think about that, even law enforcement occasionally, you know, they'll have police cars broken into gun stealing. 
uh, stolen out of them. So you're, it's never, it's absolutely never going to happen. Laws like that, they're only, only going to adversely affect the law-abiding citizens and leave them unable to defend themselves adequately against bad guys that are armed with guns. Captain Bartlett. Here's what it boils down to, Chip. There's two sides to the gun uh, uh, situation, and you're right. Nobody's ever going to get all of them or anywhere near them. But here's the thing. I want you to vote for me. And I think if I talk about taking guns, I'll think, I think you'll vote for me. Okay. If I talk about taking guns and if I make a lot of noise about taking guns and if I stand on a soapbox and every time a nine-year-old gets killed by an evil human being, I talk about taking guns, I'll get your vote. Now, whether I actually get the guns or not, it's irrelevant. I got your vote. Now, that has got to be due to ignorance. Am I correct on that? I mean, people that, that have that line of thinking, they're supporting people like that and, they're, and they actually – they believe what they say. Yeah, yeah, because there are there are people on this belief spectrum that believe that. There's some that believe you, you never will. It's wrong. Uh, on the other end, yes, I'm right. They all need to go away. And the rest of us are in the middle going, you're an idiot. You're, you're just an idiot. But, you know, they're never going to take the guns away. They want they talk about taking the guns away. And sometimes that's enough for that politician to get the vote. Talking it, it, about it. Yeah, it, it, they're driving, driving, driving. Uh, their political agenda on emotion. It's a horrible situation. What happened? It's horrible. And but if you if you let emotion take over, and and run your, uh, you know, totally consume your mind, you, you're never going to make a good decision. So that that's what that's that's what they do. They they run on using your emotion. But if you can't take bad guns, or you can't take guns out of bad guys' hands, then a good alternative would be having more guns in the hands of good guys. Chip, chip, chip. You're so naive. You're so naive. It doesn't matter. Your logic doesn't matter. Your logic doesn't fit into the your 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 square peg logic does not fit into the round hole anti-gun people logic. It'll never fit. They so if they, I show they up don't at your house. If I show up at your house and want to take off, want to take some of that ammo and those firearms off your hands? What What do you have to say to me when I show up? Well, I'm gonna put that sign out front that says, "If I find you here at night, I'm gonna find you here in the morning." <laughs> That's why I love you, Brett. You know, I never know what's gonna come out of your house, what, what out of your mouth, and I never know what you're wearing when you stand up from behind your desk. If anything, yeah, if, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we've exhausted that topic. So hopefully we've helped out on, I don't know if honor of you had thought about that angle of it, but I, I assure you that there is, that they will, they will never, never disappear. The firearms that is, or, or bad guys, but uh, moving along here, let's see what we got next coming up here. I've got an update that's um, from a police one in New Jersey. We have an AG an attorney general that announced the takeover of a police department, the Patterson PD after a fatal officer involved shooting. So, Look, this stuff doesn't happen a lot, but they've actually taken over the agencies who so were in Trenton, New Jersey. So the attorney general said on Monday that his office, and this was yesterday, has taken control of the Patterson Police Department in the state's third largest city. Less than a month after officers uh, fatally shot a well-known crisis intervention worker during a tent standoff, the attorney general is Matt uh, Platkin. And at this news conference in his office, he said that they had assumed control of all police functions without delay, including uh Internal affairs, basically. His announcement did not uh, mention the shooting of 31-year-old Nahi Seabrooks directly, but it reflected activist concerns about how the department was being run. So I don't know if there's any surprises there, but we are talking about New Jersey. So so that's done. So if there's no commentary, oh, David, go ahead. 
you know, I, I I read this and read this and looked at it and watched the video again. And it's coming down along this, along with other stories that we're going to cover if we get to them. It's getting down to the point now for, for law enforcement. You have two choices. You either do not respond to these calls of a person in their house that's having a mental uh, breakdown, a mental crisis, whatever you want to call it. Either do not respond. Or when you respond, you get whoever's there, whoever calls, okay, sign this paperwork, letting you know that we're the police and we're going to respond in a police-type manner. Because when we respond as police, this is what's probably going to happen. This guy's going to commit suicide by cop. They're having a mental breakdown, whatever it is. It's really coming down to those two things. I watched the video. The cops did absolutely nothing wrong in that scenario other than being there. So beyond that, you guys got choices to make. Two choices. That's it. That, that's what it's coming to. Wow. All right. Thank you, Corporal. If uh, there's nobody else, I'm going to whet the appetite of this next one. There is a video component for this next story. And look for our radio and podcast listeners. We'll describe in great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So I've roughly got 30 seconds before our next break. But uh, this is on Rumble. Uh, this is Butter, the best law enforcement video channel out there. Body cam released in connection to shooting death of Daniel McAlvin. And this is in Ulster County. So investigators say that 41-year-old Daniel McAlpin uh, was inside his home when New York State Police responded to a call back on September the 9th. So, yes, it's New York State Police who are involved in this. And uh, we'll talk more about the troopers of this mental health uh, crisis in a second. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys, it's time to talk about Galls at Galls.com slash Leo. Hopefully, uh, Captain Bartlett can help me out with this one, too. You know, Galls is the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. Uh, and I think, Captain, it's fairly safe. They have everything but guns and ammunition. I mean, wouldn't you? Absolutely everything from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. They probably even sell underwear. I'm not sure about that. Tactical, tactical underwear. 25% off house brands, free shipping. So I encourage people to look at that. They have a lot of good brands. You know, that uniform, thank you, Captain. You know, that uniform program, you know, if you if you guys are an agency head, check out, you know, goals.com slash Leo. Check into the uniform program at our old agency. They had a lot of issues with a lot of different companies, and they've got a Gauls uh, uniform office right in the middle of the police department now. It's awesome. So check them out today, 
Galls.com slash Leo. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We are broadcasting live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we are, um, I've got Captain Bartlett here and I've got Corporal D'Agresta. We're on uh, rumble.com. This is Butters the Channel. Body cam released in connection to the shooting death of Daniel McAlpin in Ulster County. And, uh, you know, I've I, I made little notes here. The video, it's only really three minutes and 10 seconds long. Uh, but it's extremely tight quarters for everything that's going on that these cops are having to deal with. And, of course, when I say cops, we're talking about New York State Police and these troopers uh, and a mental health crisis team. They're trying to get this guy to drop a knife. He's coming down a stairwell, uh, and our bad guy ignores commands to drop the knife. So, yes, I'm calling him a bad guy because he's a noncompliant dude, and that means he's a bad guy. And a trooper tases him. And then a second trooper ends up firing at him and kills him. They've got a long gun. They've got at least one pistol there. They've got a taser. Um, and all these things are just going on at the same time in extremely tight quarters. And when I say tight quarters, I mean to where these guys with guns and tasers have to be aware of their surroundings and who, the backdrop, you know, uh, you know, if they if they pull the trigger on whatever they're shooting at. So uh, that said, Corporal David. Example number two. Uh, why are they there? I'm going to I'm going to. I'm going to take up this this stance. Why are you there? Uh, from again, you've got choices to make here. Uh, th- these are unwinnable situations. You go into this house and you press this guy, and you you know how it's going to end. I, you can almost count on it. And they had a crisis intervention team, whatever that is, with them. A lot of good that did. So it, it's it's my opinion at this point that law enforcement should step away from this mental health crisis response altogether. Someone calls in, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm here, the, the, the people are trying to get me, I'm hearing voices, whatever. You say, oh, hold on a second, we'll give you a phone number for you to call where you can talk to somebody about this. And that's it. Or are you, where are you, sir, ma'am? I'm in my house. Okay, is there anybody else there with you? No. Okay, we're not coming. Here's a number you can call to talk to somebody over the phone about your problems. And that's it. Family calls. Oh, little, you know, my uncle, my brother, my whatever, my sister's having a, having a mental issue over here. Okay, here's a number you can call to get the help that you need. And that's it. Cops aren't coming. Not our job. Because when we go, we respond as law enforcement. And law enforcement is then there to say, okay, what are we going to do? You're going to take this. What does law enforcement do? They take people into custody for any number of different reasons. And we... The odds of it going badly at that point are very high. Either the person dies in custody because you everybody dogpiles the guy to try to hold him down so he doesn't hurt himself or somebody else. He dies of suffocation. Where have we seen that before? Um, yeah. You got, you know, he comes down the stairs. He's got a knife. He's got a whatever. He's got a weapon. We'll see another story where somebody spins. It doesn't even have anything in his hands, but is acting like they do. And he gets smoked. No, no. We're done with this. As far as I'm concerned, law enforcement should step away from this completely. When there's in their house, 
by themselves. They're not committing a crime. There, there's nothing other. There's no other reason other than I'm having a mental issue. I'm having a mental crisis to go. No, no more. Interesting. Interesting take. Yeah. Years ago, me and one of my partners in the South End, probably south of Gandy, and a Sunday morning, it was a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Or, um, it's always sunny, right, when the, when the crazies come out. It's always a beautiful day. Uh, so we knock on the guy's door, and I, and I said, can we help you? Because radio's told us nothing. He says, well, he, here's the problem. He says, uh, and this was when Justice Clarence Thomas was recently installed as a Supreme Court justice. He said, yeah, um, Clarence Thomas is, is coming to me through my TV at night, and when it happens, my head swells. And I need to contact him. And there was only like a three-second pause because that's nowhere near crazy for South End of Tampa. So we just let that go. So what we did, Chip, we sat the guy down and we went through the old phone book. Remember the front with a government page? Remember the blue pages? Oh, and we, yeah. gave the guy, we gave the guy the federal information telephone number. Rorapies, gave it to the guy. He was happy. We left. You mean you didn't, he didn't left. die? No. Now, I so said, hey, man, I said, why isn't your head swelled right now? And he got indignant. He says, it only swells at night. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a difference. So and we did left. He, did he, and we just left. Just out of curiosity, just out of, just out of curiosity, did, yeah. did he run for president two years ago? Uh, no, this guy was a lot smarter than what we got up there now. So, yeah. Okay. I just yeah, this, this guy we got, to, he don't talk to the Supreme Court justice. So the other guy. <laughs> All right. Well, beautiful. Well, thanks. We got so we covered that one, but we've got another another good one here um, coming up here. So we're still uh, at, at Rumble.com on This Is Butter. We have a Fort Wayne police um, that are saying Wyatt Beckler called nine one one on himself after watching suicide by cop videos. So, yeah, this is going to get really interesting. It's going to get interesting real quick. So Fort Wayne police on Friday released body cam video of an officer shooting a man in November when the when the man reached for a knife. And I think this is the one that David was just talking about. So it shows and look, video components. So, again, as I always say, for radio and podcast listeners, we're going to describe in great detail what's going on. So you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. And look, for anybody that's that's listening to our show, our video component, you know, the next day after this after the show. Uh, this live show the next day. So tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning, it'll appear on YouTube and we'll embed all the videos that we're talking about and pictures of the good guys and bad guys. That makes for a great experience. So, but for right now, live show, we're going to describe to you what's going on. Fort Wayne police. So in this uh, video body cam, officer shooting this guy that's reaching for a knife. So the video shows 18 year old Wyatt Beckler calling 911 at 
about one o'clock in the afternoon, November the 2nd, reported that a white man in a blue hoodie had just pulled a gun on him and ran away. But in the video, Beckler, the caller, he's actually the dude wearing a blue hoodie. So dash cam video shows Officer Andrew Fry. He pulls up behind Beckler, and the officer tells Beckler, hey, let me see your hands. But Beckler turns, and what's he do? Of course, he walks away. So the officer pulls up closer. He's in his car, right? And again, he tells Beckler, hey, show me your hands. And Beckler starts walking toward the officer with his hands up. But then he turns when the officer tells him to. And at that point, Beckler reaches for something in his pocket. As he's, he's facing away from the officer, he reaches for something in his pocket. I believe it was his right hand. And the officer fires his gun. Beckler dies at the local hospital. Police say they found a knife on Beckler. They say that before the shooting, Beckler searched the Internet for videos of police shootings and, quote, suicide by cop. So the Allen County Prosecuting Attorney's Office on Friday, they cleared Officer Fry in the shooting, and they said that it was justified. So that's the way uh, that went down. Let's get Captain Bartlett to start us off on this one. So he called the cops on himself. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, laudable uh, because we've been trained. If you see something, say something. Well, he saw something, <laughs> even though it was in the mirror. He said, wow, bad guy's knife. I better call the cops. Wait, that guy's following me. Wait, that guy is me. Yeah, you know, beautiful. We, we've got to have a we've got to have a show that where we we create pronouns for each other and we have to abide by that rule for the whole entire show. So I can pick Brett's pronoun and Brett can pick David's pronoun. David's yeah, but, mine, and then I have to yeah, live with that for the whole show. Everybody knows everybody knows what your pronouns are going to be, Chip. It's going to be uh, short, <laughs> short, shorter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My pronoun is Biden sucks. So every time you have to address me, you go, hey. Hey, uh, Biden sucks. How's your day going? Oh, it's great. Uh, hey, Biden sucks. You want to meet for lunch? Yeah, I'm kind of busy. Uh, Biden sucks. How's the family? Yeah, we're doing well. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, the difference, we digress, but the, the difference in this video is with the mental health issue and the suicide by cop issue is he was in public. He left his house and he was walking down the street. He said he told the cops he was armed. So a, an objectively reasonable officer would upon approach, approaching this person whom you have a accurate description of who has been who you've been told has a firearm you will respond appropriately which this officer did um so when when this guy and that therein lies the difference this guy comes out into public he's walking down the street there's a possibility that he can engage or become engaged with uh other people on his little stroll down the road so at that point as a police officer yes you should take action. As I've said before, as we uh, criticize Los Angeles Sheriff's Office for that fiasco they had a few shows ago where they let the guy walk into the neighborhood and stab an old lady walking down the street before they finally engaged. So that's the critical difference here that we that I'm, that I'm talking about. You're in your house, running your mouth, you know, wanting to talk to one of the justices. OK, we'll, we'll deal with that. Or, or no, we won't. We'll give you the number and that's the end of it. You come out in public, you walk down the street, you, you pose a threat. That a reasonably, an objective, reasonable, a reasonably objective officer would would interpret correctly, which this officer did. Done. De-escalated. De-escalated. I like that. All right. Thanks, Corporal. Now, look, we've got a story coming up. I needed to have a guest panelist on the show that was an expert in this area. So that's why Captain Bartlett's on the show. It's on LeoAffairs.com. NYPD sergeant accused of stuffing her panties in a subordinate's mouth. Okay. So... So, Captain, I know that you're going to want to talk extensively on this and your experience and what qualifies you as an expert in this area. So a supervisor with the NYPD who once stuffed her underwear in a subordinate's mouth is set to receive 
a race <laughs> and a promotion. So it's Sergeant Anne Marie Guerrera. We talked about her before, this incident, who was sued in federal court back in 2019 over the inappropriate behavior. And she's going to be promoted to Sergeant Supervisor Detective Squad. And uh, look, I, I tell you, I get into a good story, and producer Jimmy has got the music coming on. I guess he thinks the commercial break is more important. But look, let's take another commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and it's the only company to offer a step-by-step program where they take you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett here. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training or... You can register to attend a live seminar. You can also get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledge people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Okay, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, live from the Boss Hawk Radio Studios in Florida. And we are talking about NYPD surgeon accused of stuffing her panties in the subordinate's mouth. But, hey, don't fret. We have expert panelist Captain Brett Bartlett here. And I kind of left off talking about this lawsuit that she had been involved with previously with Detective uh, Victor Falcon. And after the latter complained that the former continued to leave her underwear in the unisex changing room. So I guess NYPD has unisex changing rooms. That's probably makes for another interesting conversation. But so in a fit of rage, defendant Guerrera ignores all protocol, retrieves her soiled underwear and violently shoved them into Falcon's mouth and then aggressively rubbed them all over his face. This is what the lawsuit described in the, uh, in 2018. So according to the New York post, the incident proved traumatic for Guerrera. Here's a quote saying the sexually charged and violent gender motivated assault left Falcon traumatized and in shock. Guerrero screamed in Falcon's face. See, they are effing clean. The lawsuit read now Guerrero will receive nearly $2,000 paid in a lump sum. Uh, I guess. Uh, well, wow. Uh, pay. I guess it's I'm sorry. It's a $2,000 pay bump to $120,000 and, and 400 and change with her new promotion. So um, so Captain Bartlett, what? What is the moral to this story? Well, I think, Chip, from my, my internal affairs background, I think we have a truthfulness issue. Um, the lawsuit alleges they were dirty. She alleges they were clean. And I read that there were no presumptive tests done. There was no swabbing to see if it turned green or yellow or whatever. Uh, so I, I think I think she's going to win because we cannot prove that they were soiled. We have no proof. Okay? Now, a lot of people are listening to this going, wow, um, where, where was I when this is happening? I tried to get my other half to do it. They're just not doing it. They're just not doing it. So, but, but the, yeah, so what? She got, you know, so what, pal? I, I, traumatized? Yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, the only they, traumatization he had was um, if he was in sixth grade, uh, Mrs. Smith, I can't go to the blackboard right now. Can you choose Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. Wow. Yeah. They, How do you they, follow they, that, David? Oh, easily. Um, the, her, the, the, panties that she was wearing would have been soiled after I beat her into, into unconsciousness as she rubbed anything in my face at that point. So this guy is, is either, you know, a, a, a total wuss or 
something else is going on that we're not aware of. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't care who you are. You, you do something like that and, and there's going to be consequences. Um, unless they had some arrangement where, you know, like during when there was mask mandates, you know, he was going to wear them as a mask in some way. I, I tried to do that. My wife wouldn't let me, I, you know, just, she just wouldn't have it going out at night, you know, with that as that, with that as my mask. Um, but that, but that being said, I, I, I don't understand why this, why this wasn't handled right there on the spot uh, by this alleged officer, but just another example of NYPD circling the bowl. Well, Dave, wouldn't you agree that to fight back, you have to have blood in your arms. <laughs> and um, I'm thinking at that point, there was just no blood in his arms. But. Uh, well, perhaps, yeah. perhaps. You know, I can tell you, you know, for people that have been watching the show long enough, you know that at Leo Roundtable, at leoroundtable.com, we create deadly force scenario training videos. Now, Brett and I have been producing these for, for what, around a, maybe, a, I guess, eight, eight, eight years, nine years. And so we've got them at, you know, we've got a bunch of them on the website. But I, I see a calling. I, I feel a calling to recreate a dramatization of this scenario. Now, Ward Mythaler is no longer on the show, but I think we need to call Ward back. And I think that we all need to wear underwear for at least two or three days. And Ward will be the subject matter, the new subject matter expert on this, no. and he will be the the victimized. You don't think you don't like where I'm going with no, this? No, that's that, listen. If 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 I or Brett wore underwear for several days and then pulled them out and, and tried to touch someone with them, that would pretty much be an aggravated assault. I'm fairly certain. Wow. Wow. You, the only presumptive test would be, wow. Well, yeah. you know, the sad thing is that. That's ag, ag, missing, that's ag bat. That's ag bat all day. Remember when I, when I worked missing persons and we had these, um, these gay guys popping up missing all over the Tampa Bay area. I mean, they were, it wasn't just Tampa. They were, you know, St. Pete, Clearwater, all over the place, but I, you know, Eventually identified Stephen Lorenzo as uh, as one of the killers. But, uh, you know, these guys, when I was when these guys were, you know, dying and I was, you know, you know, going into the apartments and stuff and the evidence. Anyhow, the, the, it's a big thing to order soiled underwear from other dudes. They did. In fact, they would even order from out of the country. So I know I see your hand for 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 our radio listeners and podcast listeners. You can't see the graphic that Gret. Brett's giving me, but yeah, he's, he's like getting ready to hurl, but, uh, but no, these guys would do that. And so I had, look, I get, uh, I tracked them online. They were meeting with these guys they're over the internet. They're ordering this stuff and you could, you know, get pictures of the dudes that you're ordering the soiled underwear from and, and it would come in a pack. Look, I mean, I, you know, we had packages with the underwear arriving in, I mean, in everything, this is, this is verified stuff, but it's a big, there's a market out there for that. I know I see your faces, but I'm not saying that I, I approve. I'm just saying it's 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 a thing. It's a thing. Wait, wait, Chip. You said there's a market. There's a market. Yeah. Are you what, thinking? What do you what do you uh, what do you think they're going for these days? Is there a really? Can anyone we get in on this? <laughs> and just and just to let you know, just to let you know, Chris Madison uh, suggested that that Andrea come back uh, and do the uh, <laughs> the underwear scenario. Now He's we're talking. She's in school. She's coming back, you know, for the summertime. But if we could just get her, not, not the, now I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say, yeah, never mind. But yeah, she'll be back in the summertime. So we'll broach that with her then. For, for, and, for and Chip, Christmas if you'll give me five yeah. minutes, I'll have some product for you. I mean, I'll be. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're wait, good that wait. way. Wait, wait, wait. I have, I have product right now. <laughs> 
that is just disgusting. Wow. All right. So look, we got to move. We got to move on. We're going to have people calling the, the the live radio station soon. So look, let's move. Let's move on to a new topic. Uh, wow. And I'm trying to think, what could we possibly talk about that even come close to top of that? So uh, let's see. We've got uh, back on Rumble. This is Butters the Channel. Multi-robbery suspect fatally shot in Fullerton, followed by police chase and uh, by suicide by cop pose. So listen, yeah, Fullerton police. So while police are chasing a 48-year-old, it's Austin Heiselman. Uh, his father dials 911 to tell dispatchers that his son said that he intended to uh, die suicide by cop. Okay. So listen, it, it just gets better and better. So his son is just being pulled over right now. The father just told the dispatcher on February 10th, and there this pursuit thing. He said he called me on the phone. He just told me that he wants to die suicide by cop. So the license plate reader alerted police to the suspect whose vehicle was being sought in connection with an armed robbery in San Bernardino uh, County. So we're talking California. So police attempted to pull over Hauselman in a sport utility vehicle. It appeared that he was initially going to comply because he slows down. But then a woman jumps out. She runs away and uh, and he he gets back on it. And there's a high speed pursuit. Right. So he waves a gun out the window at one point, you know, during this chase. And so now they get a police helicopter involved. So you got to love air service, right? So now you got a, a helicopter, you're not going to get away. So the helicopter joins in the chase as officers attempt to lay down spike strips to stop the suspect. So Heisman flashes uh, through multiple red lights as he leads police on this chase and he flies past a red light. He slams into another car and he flips over the SUV and it bursts in the flames. So then he manages to get out of the car and he starts the run and he goes towards a shopping center. So body-worn camera footage shows the officers calling for a long rifle because they encounter the suspect around the corner where he assumed a shooting stance posture, and he ends up being gunned down. But you see the canine guy, you're the, you see the release of the canine and stuff. So you see the canine guy turn the corner, and the dog's running right ahead of the guy. The, the, the dog sees the guy, search the skid, because he's trying to get traction to kind of divert himself in the direction of the bad guy. And then he goes, he's going to put a bite on the bad guy. But of course, the bad guy gets shot and he's down by the time that dog gets to him. But it doesn't stop or slow the dog down. So four officers end up opening fire on the suspect. No weapon was found on Heisman. Uh, he was unarmed except for a knife in his pocket. But police later found two handguns and ammunition in the vehicle. He's pronounced dead at the scene. But it's a, uh, it's really a wild, a wild video. And we do have a canine. But of course, he's just eating, eating, eating the, the, the bad guy who's already been shot, probably dead at that point. David. Um, yeah, wow. Double, double. So now it's getting to the point where people can order suicide by cop. Is that what's happening? It's like kind of a, a call in kind of a thing. Oh, my son would like to order a suicide by cop. Could you arrange that, please? Um, it's it's almost to that point now. I mean, it's really getting almost that ridiculous. Wow. And I didn't realize that we we're about out of time. So great episode. So uh, so sorry, guys, we're right out of time. I did not realize that we that they, we were that tight on on time but look thank you to our panelists for being on the show today and uh 
Yeah, I, I see. I see the time. Yeah. So, uh, but we've uh, we're there. So, look, uh, I do want to mention uh, Lieutenant Randy Sutton's charity. It is the Wounded Blue. The WoundedBlue.org. Uh, they're a charity that's not going to embarrass you. They help cops out there suffering from things like PTSD. He's got a big issue going on right now that we're going to talk about in tomorrow's show about an officer uh, who's got some serious issues in his department, does not want to do the right thing and take care of him. And they've got a fundraiser going on for that. Uh, but also a shout out to our sponsor. We have Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. Uh, also shout out uh, Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media. Thanks for the support. Um, any, uh, we got 10 seconds. Any final words, uh, Captain or, or David D. Gresta? I think this, I think that uh, if we're going to do a scheduled suicide, you know, hey, you got 10, 10 o'clock available, you know, 930 is going to work. Have a safe week.